Welcome to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. While you're enjoying this podcast, please share it out on your social media and also be sure to like or follow the podcast on the service of your choice. This interview is with one of our first friends in barbecue who has become one of our best friends. He's won all over the country and given back to barbecue in more ways than anyone can count. He's also been there for a lot of Old Virginia Smokes best moments in barbecue, including 2016 World Food Championships, our first GC, uh, when we received our Chicken Team of the Year award in, in 2017. He, he's very important to us, so I would like you very much to please welcome Mike Richter from Chick Swine and Bovine. All right, so we are here with one of my closest friends in barbecue, one of the people, probably one of the five people that I've known longest in barbecue. We are here with Mike Richter from Chick Swine and Bovine. How are you? I'm wonderful, my friend. I'm wonderful. <laughs> I don't know if you actually recall the first time that we met. Because we didn't really know each other, and I was cooking with a different team, and it was at uh, Bluemont, Virginia. Our team, at the time, we didn't go around and talk to anybody, and the pitmaster didn't want anything to do with that. So, afternoon after turn-ins, I started walking around just to see all the different smokers and everything, and I came across this giant RV with a kitchen in the back and this beautiful yellow and black pit. And saw this terrifying bald ass guy <laughs> back there cleaning and and I asked some dumb question and you were busy and you didn't want anything to do with me. But at that time I didn't know what I was doing, like you were working. It was like one forty five. You know, it wasn't free time yet. I just remember I'll always remember that. And then I remember the first time we really hung out was Old Virginia Smoke's first competition in Fredericksburg, Virginia. There was a lot of a lot of bourbon at that contest. <laughs> a lot of moonshine, if I recall. Yeah. And, and that's when Mike uh, Mike Palmer came down and grabbed us and drug us up to your rig, and there was a bonfire and bottles of JD smoking misfit shine going around, and we brought the guitars, and that was about about where we got going. <laughs> it it was it was a good time. It was a good t- was that was that the year that they had the pool? No, that was I think that was the next year was oh, the pool. Yeah, I, I did not go in the pool like some people. <laughs> that's still that's one of my favorite stories too. The old man Travis Bullock looked at me and yelled at me and said, "Don't you get in that fucking pool?" And I said, "Okay." And as soon as he was out of out of eyesight, I was in it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but that, we, we both had a good contest that year too i know i think you won it that year did you not yeah and i mean it's and that there's you know not to get into stories and all that other but that uh you were doing so well and i mean we were having a good contest i had already won that weekend because barbara had surprised me and i was retired and a lot of the ladies I had worked with had got with Barbara, my, my work wife, um, mm-hmm. had got with Barbara and her and some other friends showed up and surprised me. That's right. I remember that. So, you know, everything I was, 
I was on a high just because I got to see these folks I hadn't seen, you know, in, in a few years. And they're, you know, your friends are, you know, you've, you've done it when we were in West Virginia contests, when your family and all your friends are hanging around, all you want to do is hear your name get called at least once because you're feeding them. You want them to say, well, see, it is, it's not bad food. The judges <laughs> And uh, so we're, we're all standing there. And then lo and behold, we got, we got some good calls and, one of which was that we had the brisket was a category for the bourbon challenge. And we, uh, we won brisket and that was enough to put us just past you. And we, and we That's won right. the whole contest, but, uh, and that the, the downside is we, we beat you. The good side is my friends were all there. So they were even more ecstatic. So for them <laughs> oh, to, be to be there. It wasn't the downside. I would have RGC'd to you anytime. That was perfect. <laughs> oh, it was, that was, it's, it's one of the good memories. I'm blessed to have so many awesome barbecue memories. A lot of old Virginia smokes high points in barbecue you have been present for. I, I Actually, it's pretty much all of the top ones. Pretty much. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we, we spent a lot of time together at contests, and we both traveled for contests. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah. I mean, think about it, how things had changed when we started, you know, 20 years ago. There, you know, there was one contest in Maryland. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, Bill Small started his contest, and there was a license contest the first year. Now we got we got lucky enough to win that. We were cooking on a lang back then. You know, you had to drive to go to to cook a contest. So I mean, everybody's a lot more fortunate for the most part now that you know they can do a contest within a couple hours most weekends. Well, I think we're back to one contest in Maryland now. I think Bel Air is now uh, might be the only contest in Maryland this year. Would well, do, do you think that was because of? The virus? It's it's a combination of things, I think. Uh, Mostly to do with with COVID. Because I think people found during that year where nobody really cooked. I mean, there were contests if you wanted to go. But I think people found other things to do. And said, hey, this driving all over the country cooking barbecue. You know, there's a lot of different contributing factors to it. But... You know, you mentioned one thing there that you guys traveled for contests. And that's one of the things that Kim and I picked up from you and Barbara is, is like that that's fun to get out there and to meet new people. We, we made so Barbara and I made so many friends, you know, in so many different states, uh, you know, and it's, I guess, uh, humble brag, whatever you want to call it. One of the, you know, we, we, we got lucky and we, you know, and we, we won some contests, but we were able to win in 10 different States. Now that that's, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's probably what I'm happiest about is that in those States we've cooked in more than once. So we, we've met people in all these States, you know, and it's before Facebook, you were making friends at these places, you know, and you had to call them and stuff because you had your phone, but it, uh, that was, you know, there are so many really good people and barbecue that it got to be, the contest became secondary 
and Thursdays and Saturdays were what it was about for us. And I mean, we were fortunate to be retired and we could go do that, you know? Right. And no, and that's another thing. Like I could spend this whole podcast talking about the things that you've taught me. Um, and that's, that's a legitimate, you know, when I think about my mentors and barbecue, you're, you're right there near the top of the list. I mean, but yeah, that was one of the things that you taught us on was, you know, you make the time you go there on Thursday, you stay Saturday night. And it's one thing that Kim and I have tried to continue to do as much as we can. You know, it, that's where you can really make some nice bonds and make some nice friends. And like you guys, we've gotten, we've got friends all over the country and we're truly blessed because of it. It's probably the best thing out of the whole thing that and learning to cook better. I mean, right. you know, I've, I've gotten better, you know, since we started and not only necessarily in barbecue, but the meals that you have and stuff when you're laughing and carrying on and trying different things. And, you know, it's just, it's awesome. I've always enjoyed it. Yes. And that's, that's another great point. Learning how to cook. I just went to try and look you up on barbecue data I got to do some, I'll get Mark Kenny to fix all this. Your stats are spread out of so many different spellings of chick swine and bovine in there. I'll get that, I'll get that fixed up. But yeah, you made it, you know, winning in that many states, you know, I, I used to know, I think Kim and I might be right around 10. Um, And that's something that we pride ourselves on too, is that, you know, we're not just good in one part of the country, nor do we want to be. We just want to go everywhere and meet as many people and have as much fun as we can. Right. And it, uh, back in the day when we were doing classes and all that stuff, they, you know, they said, well, do you change? And, you know, no, I, you know, I, I don't change. I, I would say, you know, like Tuffy talk, you know, good food's going to be okay. You know, no matter where you are and right. it's, uh, cook it right. And it should be okay. Unless you, light them up with a bunch of hot sauce or something. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that, uh, that your work wife and Barbara set up some stuff. How is your career and life expense experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a better pit master on the competition barbecue trail? Oh, that's, that's a interesting question. But I guess <laughs> what, it work wise, I was always, uh, uh, I spent most of my time in a supervisory role. So I was, uh, pointing, you know, <laughs> okay, this, this we need to get done. This needs again. This needs to get done. And I was a little anal retentive about making sure everything was done the way that I wanted it done when, you know, I was working. Well, when it came to barbecue, it was just me. So I was pretty anal retentive about <laughs> this is how <clears throat> this, this is where the wood goes. This is where the meat goes. This is where the pork, this is where the beef, you know, everything goes in its place at this time, uh, to, <laughs> to get, and then I, I, I would say now I'm not quite as bad because now I'm having more fun when we go. 
Yeah. It's not, I don't, I don't have that pressure. If you're out there chasing team of the year and all that stuff, you know, it, you're adding stress to your life. And I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't want it anymore. So. I don't want it anymore. And you were in the, in the corrections yes. uh, system, correct? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just under 28 years. Wow. That's, I remember when speaking of all the great st- times you've been around when Kim and I have done cool stuff and you cooked with us in the final of the world food championships. Oh, that was fun. That was such a great time. And you were so amazing that weekend and you stayed and helped us cook against all of those amazing chefs from every different industry. And, uh, I remember we were rapping. Well, first thing I remember is I had to go do an interview and I came back in the trailer and you and Kim had arranged everything. You had taped the carpet down so that it wouldn't come up. And I was like, what happened to this? Like an OCD bomb went off in this trailer. <laughs> the little general and I got along really well getting that all the way, the way we, we wanted it and she wanted it. I remember. And then, and then we wrapped the ribs and I put the brown sugar down and you had this look like I had punched a dog. You were like, are you just going to put that sugar down there all willy nilly like that? <laughs> uh, I'll never forget that. That was I, I was I was a little little anal, <laughs> and that, but that, you know one of the things I remember there that I that I laughed about and told Barbara, and you you were temping your ribs. Yeah, remember I you you said what asked me and I said well I need a toothpick. Yep, because that's. I, I was more of a feel person than a temp, but I know I talked to one or two other people and they said the same thing. Well, I've, I've always temped and it, it, like you, some very good cooks, very good rib cooks. And I said, well, you know, everybody does what they like and what works for them. My, my niece is really big. Her saying the last year has been, you do you. So that right. I'm trying to adopt that. <laughs> And that's, and that's a good point. You do you, but that's also one of the best things about barbecue is that there's, there's a thousand different ways to skin this cat. And that's what makes it fun. It is. It is. And it, uh, you know, we both have a really good friend and Donnie Teal. Yep. And, you know, Donnie is the master of making good food and bringing bare minimum to make it happen including product and still going out there and beating people, you know? Okay. Yeah. He's the podcast I did with him. That's one you, you, uh, you let on earlier that you haven't listened to any podcasts earlier. Um, yeah. I got I to gotta get in the 21st century, <laughs> but I highly recommend the Donnie Teal podcast. Um, there's a lot of learning in there, mostly about what not to eat it at, at truck stops but <laughs> <laughs> well you have to drive a little way and you have to stop and get rid of it real quick no it's just i don't know if you've ever had a tijuana mama but man i he he made me buy one and i did and i regretted it like a half an hour later <laughs> oh, pickled sausage or something it's ugh. one of the things that always happens on this podcast is we love talking about successes and stuff but one of the things I like to talk about is a failure during a contest. Do you have a favorite failure of yours that sets you up for success later? 
I would say there were times that I, before I got really good about making lists uh, for the contest and list, Barbara is the list queen. I was never a list person. Uh, so I may have more than once forgot things. And if that all, I'll remember it next time. Uh, so I've made lists. Uh, as far as failures, I mean, I've, I've had, uh, I went and bought meat early for the Royal one year and I didn't freeze it. And I had two good calls in chicken and beef. And, uh, I had people coming up and pat me on the back and everything else. And I said, no, the pork was bad. And they said, what do you mean? I said, I mean, I spit it out. It was bad. I still turned it in, which was, you know, but it, you know, you never know what, what, what could happen, but it, it, it was just the ribs and the pork was bad. And, uh, one of our friends who was, um, sponsored by this butcher shop at the time, um, in Virginia, Felt real bad and gave me some product. I mean, cause it scored like it should have. It was horrible. Uh, so it, it cost us really bad. So I became even more anal about my product after that. But, and I don't say, I, I don't say bad as a learning experience, but one of the, um, somewhere along the line, well, I'm sure we'll talk about special people that we've met, you know, Dylan, uh, is definitely one of the most special people that uh, we've had the pleasure to meet. Chris Owen and I and Barbara, we were at, oh my goodness, where was it? It was in Pennsylvania um, at a contest and Dylan's sitting with us and Dylan got a little spoiled. Dylan got to go to the stage a lot and uh, <laughs> he, he was young at this time and we're, we're sitting there and we're not hearing our name called. And he's kind of sitting lower and lower in his chair and, uh, we're cheering. We're, we're, we're clapping. You know, we're doing what we do because, you know, our barbecue friends are our friends. And, uh, finally he, he's, I don't understand why you guys are happy. And I said, Chris and I are like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you, we haven't got any calls and the food was good. I said, well, it's, you know, that happens. I said, but Jack and Jenny are having a really good contest. And he goes, yeah. And then uh, we did end up getting a, a call. So he got to go to the stage. So he felt a little bit better. And, but then Jack and Jenny won the contest. And Dylan said, well, you would have thought you guys would have won. I said, it's awesome. We're, we, we love these people. They, they, they are awesome. And, you know, to, for, and that was, um, black cat barbecue back in, in the day anyway. But for them to win, it was, you know, we see you guys win. We see, we see our friends win. It's like winning ourselves, especially when, you know, they're genuinely happy. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, so, that was a big experience for Dylan. And after that, he, he was more about, Hey, yeah, well, that's so and so, you know, <laughs> a lot of those people there at that contest had uh, given him t-shirts. 
I, I think I forget who it was. It might have been uh, Chris Hall had arranged to go around, and a lot of those different teams had brought T-shirts to give him. So then, you know, his heart swelled, and so says everybody else. And then I think that was a big day for him to, going forward to where then he was always making sure he was clapping real loud and cheering. So Always teaching, Uncle Mike, always teaching. Uh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but he, he's a special kid. Well, I mean, that's, you know, we we had no idea what we were doing when we first got started. And, you know, we took a lot of cues from you guys and how to be and how to win, how to lose. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of different aspects to, to competition barbecue that, you know, that people don't think about. And one of those things is stuff that comes out of competition barbecue, both for us personally and professionally. What's been the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you? Surprising or best thing that came up? Uh, it can be either. I go back to the friendships. Some of them that, you know, to this day, you know, and we're, we're not competing much. You know, we'll probably um, do Hammond. You know, the local Pensacola contest is probably off the books. Uh, so we, you know, I'm more involved with OBR now, so in which it's just priorities kind of change, but the friendships that we've made and continue, even with other people that don't compete anymore, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I would, I would, the, the Swifts from Wild Bunch Butt Burner, uh, (laughs) you know, Mo and Susie from Big Mo from Aho, Mike, Mike and Debbie from Laudable. There's a lot of teams that don't cook anymore that we became friends with that we're still in contact with through good and bad. You know, they've, they've been, we've been friends through a lot of stuff and that's not counting all the people that are still cooking barbecue that are just awesome people. And some people have left. Some people come. Jeremy Moyers, you know, had moved and kind of got out of it for a while. He's coming back in. I mean, there's, I remember the first time he won a contest. I mean, it's just, there's, there's so many friendships that we made that are important to us. Right. You know, but you mentioned, I, you mentioned OBR as well. And that's something that you're very heavily involved with. Uh, Passionate, I would say, is a good word about it. it uh, I've, and it, it, it probably, it did contribute to my cutting back on contests just because I, um, I love what they do. Uh, there's no drama. You know, if it is, it's very, it's not like anything than the other stuff. It's everybody's there to help somebody. You know, and uh, whether it's in a disaster situation or if it's in one of our always serving projects where we're trying to, whether we're feeding homeless, the vets or whatever the case may be, um, everybody's there to try to help somebody. You know, and it's there's there's a lot of giving people in the world and it's nice to be around so many people that will do that. Yeah. And that's, 
and that's why we do it, you know, and that's, it's really cool. I, I see all the time, all the travel and everything that not just yourself, but everybody that's involved with it, that they did you guys spend in doing that. And it's, that's something that didn't exist when we started doing barbecue and now it does. And now it has a very large presence. So that's been great to watch. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. What's what's? I mean, it's gone to where with the oil serving project and just with the storms. I mean, heck, we just did seventy five thousand meals in Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, in December because of tornadoes. I mean, that's that December tornadoes are not real common. It's not, no. not the months <laughs> that you normally think of. Uh, <laughs> you know, we just had tornadoes in Florida um, over the weekend. It's the weather's, you know. It is what it is. I believe it's comes in cycles. Uh, but in addition, we've got hopefully now with the world trying to get back to normal, we'll be able to go back to um, barbecue basics and doing more of our days of giving to where we go out and spread the word. And one of the good things that happens when we do that, uh, you know, we get more volunteers. They find out about us. And the next time there's a disaster, maybe they're able to come help. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've talked a lot about people, uh, in our conversation. Who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? Wow. <laughs> wow. It's kind of weird. Barbara gets credit for getting me more organized. Uh, as far as, cooking and everything I'd, I'd have to go with the professor and say Tuffy uh, just from way back in the day we had a lot of conversations while you know just sitting on Friday nights Yeah. Uh, when uh, after I quit spending so much time enjoying some of the team's participation with tasty beverages and it, it for me it doesn't work that way for everybody but for me if if friday night if i'm over participating my food represents that and <laughs> we, we don't normally do quite as well um but just having the conversations discussing food in general as well as barbecue uh man the uh Mike Davis. Mm -hmm. uh, and then once again, it goes back to Tuffy. Tuffy pushed me to take a class. And way back when, really, the, the classes that were available was Mike. Mike and Debbie started doing classes. So we, we took uh, their class and then uh, became, I mean, I, I went to a contest in Shelby for the sole purpose of meeting Mike and Debbie. Now he was staying in his camper. Debbie was out doing the stuff. I came by um, after the contest, I went over and Debbie said something to him and he left the group of people he was talking to and came over and spent like 30 minutes talking to me and said, you know, sorry, I, w I was sleeping when you came by and all, you know, but, but we talked, we had a great time. We became friends after that, but talking about making new friends. And once again, I was dragging my Lang 84 at that time down the road. 
with the sides. So I caught a lot of wind. Um, but I met Mo and Susie there, um, from Big Mo from A. I mean, that was in North Carolina and that's, that was my first trip there, but they, I, I was welcomed by these people and I was cooking solo and you need anything, anything we can do to help you. And I, I didn't know them from Adam, but yet they were having fun. I know they were, they were, I knew they were fun people and that was people to be around. And, uh, thank goodness I met them because we're, we're friends to this day. So. Absolutely. And gosh, you know, Mike is somebody I should probably have on this podcast. Uh, his name has been brought up a lot of times. Well, I mean, back, you know, we talk about OGs, you know, whether it's, it's him and Johnny, you know, I'm not going to get into all that other bull, but you know, they, they traveled and were next to each other for, a, for a, a lot of years. I mean, there's a lot of people I'm sure you've talked to that, that were on there. They were not, you know, I wasn't going out. I did finally go to Oklahoma and cook with a lot of friends out there. You know, I, I was, I was blessed that David, uh, Busca, uh, befriended me early on. And I'll put in a shameless plug, even though I'm not cooking, trust your butcher. Uh, <laughs> that, that I, we won a lot of contests using his stuff. Um, but the, you know, those are just the people that, that you meet out there. Uh, a, a quick story. Uh, I'll do it, but just because we lost him, Rob McGee. Oh yeah. Uh, traveling the country, meeting people. And Rob was one of those people that I was fortunate to meet. And for whatever reason, when we met the first time we became friends, uh, you know, that's back, uh, mention hogs on the Hilton times, you know, year, year, years ago. Uh, the last time he was team of the year, we, we were chasing him. So, you know, and those that are chasing you, you, you put in a lot of miles, you put in a, you know, a lot of contests. We're, we're at a contest and uh, I walk over by and we, we may have shared a couple dozen handles of doers in our friendship um, handles. I'm not misspeaking there. And uh, he came by and he said, so what, what, you know, we're, we're talking. He goes, what the hell's happened to you? I said, I can't get a chicken call to save my soul. And I mean, I had been a pretty good chicken cook for a few years. And then of course there's people around and there's always ears, the shigging joke and all the other. So he says, well, let's go for a walk. So, Rob and I take off walk and we're talking to people. We end up over at my site and it's just he and I, he says, so tell me how you're cooking your chicken, where you're cooking it, how you're cooking it, everything else. So I laid it out to him. He goes, okay, here's what I want you to try. And he ran something totally different than what I was doing. Now, keep in mind, of course, this was later in the, the year, but he, I mean, I wasn't going to catch him at that time, but I was close. Um, but here, here's a guy that's literally giving me and return my chicken back to where I was top 10 again, uh, in, in KCBS top 10. Uh, 
and I totally changed how I was cooking my chicken on my jambo. And that's, those are the people that you meet in barbecue and the people that have had an impact on me, whether it's competition or just life-wise and let alone going into his restaurant. I mean, we went out to Kansas city um, early for one of the banquets. Uh, and oh, this, this is before he had, he was still working at the Hilton and Wednesday before the banquet, Wednesday and Thursday, we drove around Kansas City looking at possible restaurants. And we started about noon and drank doers until about nine <laughs> and uh, looked at different places. I mean, and just that were that he knew were for sale and we're we're picking them apart, you know, lo- and he knows more about the location, of course, than I did not living there, but just on the different things, but just, and there's so many, he, he's because we just lost him. I, I, I had to make sure I mentioned just how wonderful he is as well as a lot of the other good people in, in barbecue. I didn't even remember this until you just brought it up, but you introduced me to Rob. Oh, Okay. Uh, you guys took me to dinner there, I think our second, maybe our first Royal, maybe our second Royal. Um, and you introduced me to Rob and I would continue to go to Q39 whenever I would get to town. And one year I went and, uh, I went to the, oh, the older one and the Royals were playing in the playoffs. And so I sat at the bar and. I got the smoked fried chicken in the first inning and sat there and kept watching the game and baseball, it takes forever. So by the eighth inning, you know, he's like, last call for food. And I was like, well, I better get the, the burnt end burger <laughs> before I leave. So I got that and he'd remembered me and we'd been talking. He's like, okay, restaurants closed. Everybody's out. And he looks at the three of us at the bar. He goes, except for you three. And he goes, we're riding this game out. And I said, okay. <laughs> and so we, we sat there and, and we watched the whole game. It went into extra innings and we're drinking. Royals won. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, I'm going to take off. And he's like, you're not driving. I was like, I didn't drive here. I walked. You know, we were staying pretty close to there. Absolutely not. You're not doing that. And he threw me in his truck and drove me four blocks down the road. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was a great loss for the barbecue community. Unbelievable. Oh, my Unbelievable person. No. And once again, one of the people with really big hearts that would, would do whatever he could to help people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he was, he was on my list of people to interview on this. And, um, you know, that's, as more, as we get older and older, you know, I think, I think part of the reason for doing this is to catalog our stories and catalog our memories and have them, have a record of it, you know, have a record of all the great people and great things they've done. I think it's super important and something that barbecue really needs. You I, know. I like that idea. I mean, I, I agree because we've, we've lost a lot of people that started things before we, you know, got involved that yeah. 
have and and in the last recent years we've had several that and we're unfortunately there's going to be more because okay. there's a there's a, there's a lot of good people that are I'm I'm not old but they're older than me and uh, you know and there's everybody has health issues God forbid there's accidents and all kinds of things that happen you know yeah that that's a good thing and to be able to have that to where you know somebody. Google somebody or something that would have been great to have for, you know, to rob or something like that. Yeah. Let alone for their kids or his grandkids someday to look up. That would have been pretty cool. Absolutely. Well, one thing has become evident during this podcast is that we're going to have to do a second part of this sometime down the road because I've asked you about four of my 30 questions. (laughs) (laughs) But I also, I knew that was going to happen because uh, like I stated earlier, you know, we have so much history and have done so much together and, you know, been there, you know, together for a lot of cool stuff. And I do have to ask this one before we get into the rapid fire though, because I'm just dying. This is what I've been dying to ask you. What habits, rituals, or routines do you have for yourself during your competition? Hmm. First and foremost is I, no matter where I was, I called and talked to my mom uh, on Friday nights beforehand. And I would, you know, tell her where we were and, you know, go over, you know, what it was, you know, you know, how, how, how I thought the meets looked, whether or not, you know, I'd, you know, where we were, what the weather was and all that. And I just, I talked to her about that. I pretty much always, with the exception of that uh, one we did in Richmond, the recovery fest, uh, always had a beer with me at the judges cooks meeting, Uh, whether it was in a, in a red solo cup or a koozie or just in its container. Uh, for some reason, I've, I've, I've turned around and gone back to get that. If I forgot that, uh, <laughs> would, would have, would have a beer with me. Uh, even when I was trying to take breaks from not drinking so much, I would always make sure I had a, had a beer there. Uh, and I guess for good karma or whatever, I always wanted to make sure that I congratulated um, who won. Cause you know, that's, I, I was fortunate when we did, we had a lot of people who were always really nice to us, but you know, it, it, you don't win every time. And unless you're the goat. And I remember one year, it was like every three contests he was winning. So, <laughs> uh, but even then, you know, you still want to congratulate because you don't know when it's going to, change on you or whatever but i think the beer was i i would turn around and go do that and uh trying to make myself go to sleep so that i could be 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 awake the in the morning i mean when when i started i i was lighting and putting pork on it midnight you know, on, on the Lang 
And then I'd wait a while, then the brisket went on and, you know, I'm getting it off. And and that 84, I had all the room in the world, but I was like trying to cook this here, this there. Um, And so I, sleep became important to me. So then once I got to the Jambone, I started putting on, I was still putting things on when there were a lot of folks that were getting up, lighting their fires at four and five. Uh, and trimming smaller and everything else. I'm still cooking the whole great big old monster piece of meat and stuff. Uh, so I, I would, I told myself if I, if I got to sleep, if I could get, you know, four hours, I was going to be okay the next day. And I was getting up a lot of times at three to light the fire. And that's before nice, the little mezzanine things and everybody got started going with the baskets and all that. I don't know why we didn't think of that 10 years, 15 <laughs> years before they did. But, uh, and one of the fun things of talking about the 84, I would light it with my weed burner. And if anybody was asleep, they woke up because it sounded like a plane taking off because I put it <laughs> down the chamber to warm the chamber up first. And that weed, 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 weed eater on high. <laughs> so paybacks for paybacks for everybody carrying on while I was trying to go to sleep. That's right. Gosh, you also always had the bandana on. Well, yeah, I see that was second nature. That, but that's because when you're bald, you know, I know bald's beautiful, but I'm, I'm still going, I'm getting ready to go through another treatment for all the years of not covering my head, you know? So, yeah. Those, but yeah, I've, but that keeps the sweat out. But I would say, yeah, most of the time it was ever my red, my red chili peppers or, or my red, white and blue. That was pretty much. Yep. I'd have, but I, Barbara always made sure those were in the coach. So I didn't have to worry about forgetting those. That's Kim. Make sure that my blue ones are in there. Cause I, I don't know what it is, but I, I have to have it when I'm cooking and I may not put it on until halfway through the cook, but I got to have it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to do a part two later this year because I barely scratched the surface with you, uncle Mike. <laughs> and it's been all good. We haven't got any anything crazy. So ah, there's well, there's the rapid fire questions. We got to get those in. These are my favorites, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Oh, <laughs> uh, the. Uh... And I'm not going to dwell off into it, but accusations that are out there of things that may or may not have occurred. Uh, actually, accusations saying things did occur when I was on the board. Uh, you know, I've, all anybody had to ever do was call and ask. But I'm I'm not going to go out on social media and spread all that stuff. Social yes. media to me is to wish people good and bless them if something horrible's happened in their lives. Yeah. Uh, there's still the battle, and I don't know what's going to happen between the cooks and the judges. You know, you get in there where they've, you know, it, it did morph into a really high-scoring things. I remember when I started, a 180 was like non-existent. Right. You know, and now now they award them each week, you know, on who got, who got 180s over the weekend. And that's, I'm not saying anything bad, but I know the first time we got, we got you. Know, we got a perfect, perfect at Sam's, and once again, that's all master judges, and that's probably, you know, 
maybe judges that were on the high score of things, but it was really special. I mean, we oh. were pretty happy about it. I think a lot of that still, though, Mike, is still regional. I, I really still do. I mean, cooking in the mid-Atlantic. Versus a, others. Versus a, others. It's a ball breaker, man. It, <laughs> I, I told somebody and was called, and they, they told me bullshit. I said, I've won contests in six, with, with, with six sixties, you know? Yeah. I, I, RGC Lake Placid one year with a 639 yeah, and lost, you know, lost by a point. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they said, well, no, that's, that's just wrong. I said, no, that's just the way it is. But if, if it's consistent all the way across the board, that's one of the things Mark Gibbs scoring system was trying to do. Um, if it's, if everybody scores everybody the same way, then it's fair. If, right. if, every, if, if everybody's getting these scores, you know, if, if this judge is giving six, seven, eights to everybody, and so are the other people, then, then it's, it's a playing, level playing field. If, right. if they, for whatever reason, thought that, you know, you only get a nine by God if it's, you know, making me wet myself, you know, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Uh, but I remember when we went to the first couple trips down to the south, you know, it was, it was crazy. I'm trying to, I forget where we were. We, um, oh, my Floyd. West Virginia, we, we, we won, won the contest and everybody was saying, did you see your score? I said, no, but I said, we want you, you almost got a 700. And, <laughs> and that was Chris Capel brought that to me. Yeah. And I said, no way. I said, no way. Cause I mean, in, <laughs> in our area, you know, a 680 was a huge oh. score. Oh, you and, were, you'd so win that, more times than you lost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was what uh, struck Chris Capel was that so we, we laughed about that that night once again that's a saturday night enjoying it with friends yep uh, so. do but, you i should have mentioned chris when we were talking about people oh yeah you know I, next time on the call because i got stories of chris that were awesome oh he's he's still one of my closest friends and uh still one of my mentors he's a, just a great guy my my phone will ring and it'll it'll be Chris and I'll answer. Cheers, buddy. What's up? <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite pre, during, or post competition meal? It'd be easier to say which contest had the best food. I think sometimes uh, <laughs> I kind of, and I'll blame Donnie for it. I got into the the fish tacos, oh, thinking yeah. that it was bringing me luck. After, after messing with, with Donnie, <laughs> but, uh, at, at different contests, you know, there were different food, uh, depends on the parts of the country on what, what you try to eat. Cause once again, we traveled, right. You know, so if we're, if we're in, in Hammond, I'm, I'm eating oysters, you know, that's right. We're going, <laughs> going to two keys or somewhere and, and eating good. That's cool. I, that's, that's a great way to do it. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Uh, 
not really. I get, and I don't know that I consider it a present, but there are folks even to this day that are not comfortable with it. But I'm, I'm a big hugger. Oh yeah. I, I, I and I, I, I think that's, I, I don't hug everybody, but I hug a lot of people. And that's, I guess that's just trying to give a little bit of me and pushing through, I guess, through them or whatever. I'm not a, that's not as controversial as sending people underwear like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> especially if they're dirty, you know, you got to at least wash no, them. No, they're brand new, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions of people, what would it say and why? Turn off the news. Go out and meet people. There are smile at people. There are a lot of good people in this world. Don't believe what you hear. Just go talk and spend a minute talking to somebody. And there, there are a lot of really good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mike, I want to thank you so much for being on here. Uh, people still find you online. Where can they find you at? Uh, well, just I'm on Facebook. That's about all I'm doing. We closed the website and all that. Okay. But we're going to start listening to podcasts, right? We're, we're going to start listening. And I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to the one on, on from Donnie. Oh, that, both the Donnie podcasts, Donnie Teal and Donnie Bray, are two of my favorites. Uh, just because they both mean a lot to me in, in, in different ways. So each conversation is, is pretty different, and uh, but a lot of fun. Either way, just like this one was. Uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. I can tell you that. Well, that's and, awful nice of you. And we're going to have to do it again because, again, I have like 20 more questions I need to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022.